Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Good morning. This is Kendall Clemens, granddaughter of U.S. Navy, recording from San Jose, California. Our first scripture reading today comes from Psalm chapter 71, verses 1 through 6. Prayer for lifelong protection and help. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. Our second reading comes from 2 Chronicles 35, verses 20 through 27. After all of this, when Josiah had set the temple in order, King Necho of Egypt went up to fight at Karshemuth on the Euphrates, and Josiah went up against him. But Necho sent envoys to him, saying, What have I to do with you, king of Judah? I'm not coming against you today, but against the house with which I am at war. And God has commanded me to hurry. Cease opposing God, who is with me, so that he will not destroy you. But Josiah would not turn away from him, but disguised himself in order to fight with him. He did not listen to the words of Necho from the mouth of God, but joined battle in the plain of Megiddo. The archer shot King Josiah, and the king said to his servants, Take me away, for I am badly wounded. So his servants took him out of the chariot and carried him in his second chariot and brought him to Jerusalem. There he died and was buried in the tombs of his ancestors. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. Jeremiah also uttered a lament for Josiah, and all the singing men and singing women have spoken of Josiah in their laments to this day. They have made these a custom in Israel. They are recorded in the laments. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and his faithful deeds in accordance with what is written in the law of the Lord and his acts, first and last, are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Our third and final reading is from Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. While Apollos was in Corinth... Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. He entered the synagogue and for three months spoke out boldly and argued persuasively about the kingdom of God. When some stubbornly refused to believe and spoke evil of the way before the congregation, he left them, taking the disciples with him, and argued daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. This concludes our readings for today. Good morning and welcome to the third Friday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. Our readings come today thanks to Kendall Clemens from Psalm 71, 2 Chronicles 35, and Acts 19. And the there's a verse in uh, Acts that kind of caught my eye because I'm, I've been thinking about these soldiers in Luke 3 who, are, who John baptized baptized and there's a debate I don't, I don't know the veracity of it but I was introduced to it recently um, as to whether or not John's baptisms were uh, I don't want to say valid but were uh, proper to uh, be able to call somebody a Christian um, these soldiers in Luke 3:14, we find in Luke 7.29, were baptized with everybody. Tax collectors, crowds, everybody was baptized. And if that's true, uh, you know, they could be the first Christian soldiers. Um, and on the one hand, if you think that John's baptism doesn't count for Christians, um, you could say, oh, no, 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 they're not. And Paul seems to think differently. It's hard to pick up here. And in one of his letters, he talks about, are you baptized by Apollos? Are you baptized by um, Paul? Are you baptized by Christ? Um, here, it's a little bit grayer. He says, um, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who's come after him, that is, in Jesus. So it seems to confirm that John's baptism is, in fact, it does make one a Christian. Um, but nonetheless, when they hear this, they get baptized in Jesus' name. Now, Paul is the one who does the baptism. Uh, there's a whole history about rebaptism in the church and whether or not, you know, what that does about the first one. But he does say they were, uh, John was baptized, was baptizing for repentance, telling people to believe in Jesus. Then they get baptized again. I, I didn't look it up, but um, Paul later says in one of his letters, look, there's one baptism, right? You, know, you don't belong to Apollos, you don't belong to Paul. Um, and he, he goes on talking about like, thank goodness I didn't you know, baptize you and you think you belong to me or something like that. So it's hard to interpret. I think that regardless of what Paul does and the people do, what he says seems to confirm that, look, you know, that he is baptizing you and he is telling you to believe in Jesus. That seems to clear the bar, right? Um, I, think it's, I, I think it's correct, and I think what Paul is alluding to, intentionally or not, is a permissive read of baptism. 
the assumption that if, you know, like with Jesus, it's not that if you're not for us, you're against us. It's anybody who isn't against us is for us, right? You know, you assume a big tent. You assume inclusivity. Um, and if that's true, that um, uh, that suggests that these soldiers in Luke 3 are Christians and are the first Christian soldiers. Um, but I notice that it's coupled with this reading from Second Chronicles where Josiah, who's one of the only good kings, um, I think he ruled after the north had fallen, the northern kingdom of Israel had fallen. Um, he, um, he's, he readies himself for war against Egypt, and Egypt tells him, the Pharaoh says, look, uh, my fight isn't against you. And Pharaoh goes farther and says, look, God has told me to hurry up and do this. Why would you go against God? Um, you know, if you do, God will destroy you. And he doesn't say, Pharaoh doesn't say, I will destroy you. Pharaoh is confident that God has commanded him to do so and believes that should harm befall um, Israel or Josiah, that it's God that does it. And it reminds me of David going against Goliath, like he doesn't think the problem isn't the Philistines. The problem is Israel not believing. And here we have this good king who has, you know, on all accounts, good instincts like, I don't think God is working through you. I don't, I don't believe that. So he disguises himself in order to fight with Pharaoh. Um, and sure enough, he's fatally injured and he dies in Jerusalem. Um, and so that suggests, again, the, you know, despite, you know, your your track record spiritually, Josiah and Paul were both great uh, people, great people of faith. Um, but I think they're, they each missed something. The assumption that God takes a restrictive, uh, you know, uh, position in the world, that God that we have the most trustworthy path to God and that God speaks through us and affirms what you know we mostly believe. I say that because Paul does this in suggesting, or clearly performing a baptism after John has already baptized them. I think that was the wrong call. I think that um, John's baptism, like he says, was clearly in anticipation of Jesus, um, and that should be... That should be enough. Um, just like Josiah hears from uh, Pharaoh, historically an enemy, but it you know kind of went back and forth. Hears from an enemy saying, "Look, I know what God is saying," and Josiah doesn't believe him. And sure enough, it it uh, it ends in him in his death. Um, so I think these readings together are a warning against taking a restrictive view of what God is doing in the world that we can't assume that we have, you know, the most authoritative or the only, I'll say the only authoritative, um, you know, pathways to God, um, that God is God, not us, and that God may act outside of our own preconceived notions and may do something that to us seems surprising. You know, they, the, you know, the soldiers and the tax collectors and the crowds were baptized, John baptized them, uh, and he, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was probably a Nazarite. Like, is that not enough? Pharaoh says, look, I'm not, 
I'm not here to fight against you. God has told me to do this thing very quickly. Why are you getting in the way? You're going to get harmed. Um, you know, we, we have to be careful not to assume that we are the only, you know, community through which God operates or that um, we know how God operates because God is very likely uh, to surprise us and um, prove that, you know, God alone is God and not us. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.